Hi everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Womanhood and International Relations podcast. I'm your host, Natalia Bonilla, and today I have a very special announcement to make. This March 20th, we are going to launch our first virtual fest, our first virtual event on women and water. This is a dream that has grown to become so much more than I anticipated. Um, it is a full day event um, that I want to share with you with incredible presentations, incredible interviews that we are going to record live and you will have the opportunity to join in. You will have the opportunity to connect with, to learn from, to meet and share similar experiences or different experiences and perspectives on gender and water security, on menstrual poverty, on climate change, on migration and human rights, and the power that women have in certain spheres. And we are going to have speakers from different disciplines, from the research world, the academia, the think tank world, to the activists and the grassroots organizations and feminist organizations, to networks of cooperatives, of water cooperatives led by women, to entrepreneurial initiatives and WASH projects. This is also going to be a bilingual experience is going to be a full morning of English language interviews, live interviews that you will have the opportunity to join in, led by um, incredible co-hosts that will help me um, make this full day possible because it's going to be like full lineup since 8 a.m. Eastern Time to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And then in midday, we're going to have an incredible networking session hosted by one of our partners, Women Being Magazine, um, who holds this first and second international um, interdisciplinary women's conference in uh, the University of Edinburgh. So I'm very excited to reconnect with Monica Martins, the founder and editor of Women Being Magazine, who we um, reconnected last year for the COVID-19 experience, the webinars that we launched together, and now we are joining forces to make this possible, to reconnect women in the women and water sector, and hopefully close the gender gap, because this is one of the sectors that is mostly male-dominated, and it is important that we understand not only the gender perspective dimension of water issues and water scarcity and water management, but also, you know, like the different um, layers and cultures and laws that are preventing women to have access to clean water and to experience their menstruation which, with dignity. That's something that we are going to be addressing also in the second half of this fest with presentations in the Spanish language and mostly focusing on Mexico as a, as a case study. So I want to uh, share with you the rundown of what we're going to experience and invite you to go to the description box of this episode. So you click the link uh, on the fest um, and you will have all the information that I'm going to share here, as well as the tickets and how to do your own RSVP. 
but I want to share with you two things. The first is how I reconnected with this topic, why I decided to launch this, and second is the summary, like what is it that we are going to see in this first edition because I have felt so deeply connected with this issue that I want to do a second one, a third and a fourth one. Um, so, okay, so let's start with the basics, like how did I connected with this topic? I think I shared this on a previous episode on women and water and what's the link i will list it down below on the different statistics that connect you know the gender perspectives on water but for me it was more this realization after interviewing wash projects in liberia in kenya in mexico in colombia and puerto rico as well as understanding and covering the rising sea levels in Miami, in Bahamas, in Jamaica, in ba Barbados when I was covering for FNU's agency back in 2014, that it really dawned on me lately in interviewing these WASH projects that not only women were, you know, like economically and personally empowered when they didn't have to walk every single day three or five hours to find water to drink or to you know bathe or to clean their dishes or their homes but also you know like this whole connection of health and maternal and child health and how communities thrive when there's you know clean water um, access safe access to water as well as good management of the natural resource, not only for crops, but also for um, the health, the overall well-being of our body, which is mostly uh, composed 60% of water. And um, in that episode, I also shared um, the Masaru Emoto's uh, research on the, the hidden messages of water and how it really impacted on me, like how water can heal but also be a source of destruction depending on what we put on it and you know reading the statistics i i definitely invite you to check that episode and all the links that they will um in that episode description box you will find on like how 80 percent of residual waters often go to rivers and aquifers and you know like lakes and you know the 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 small percentage of sweet and clean water that we can have in the world is getting contaminated not only through the residual waters but also through the fast fashion industry and you know destructive practices and looking for minerals and you know like leading to armed conflicts that we see in several parts of the world um the water scarcity is an aspect the water um the water management is another conversation, privatization, the trading of water in Wall Street. These are like several things to understand leading up to what experts are, you know, like say like the third world war is going to be about water, etc. But where are the women when you start connecting, you know, like how the water sector is mostly male dominated up to 80 to 90 percent of the water sector it is estimated to be male dominated and you start wondering why 
when women compose two-thirds of climate refugees, when 90% of climate change-related natural disasters are mostly related to water, be it through monsoon seasons, through hurricanes, through, you know, like rain or, <laughs> you know, like tsunamis or like water scarcity, on the other hand, that's also a source of conflict and a source as well of, you know, sexual violence in several parts of the world, which we have seen in the interviews with the um, WASH projects in the Central African Republic and the Democratic Republic of Congo, as well as what's happening um, near the, the, the crossing of the Nile. Um, there are many things to, to keep in consideration. And in Central America as well, there are many um, cases that we can talk about through ecofeminist lenses as well as, you know, mineral and extractive um, industries. But today, um, I wanted to share that moment where I understood that water and blood are interrelated. And water is seen as clean, as pure, but then blood is seen as dirty. But not all blood is the same. It's not the same blood to have, you know, like a, a blood of someone that got killed than someone that got HIV due to poor water access than some women that is menstruating. So the menstruation blood, and this dawned on me after interviewing the director of Blood Water um, for my Lumina social impact blog, is highly... Um, how is it, um, highly connected, highly regarded or regarded better than blood menstruation from a woman's physiological process or biological process. And that really pissed me off, as you can imagine. Um, but it definitely led me to this class of wanting to talk about water and gender and conflict and peace. And there was not many outlets to do so. I was finishing the documentary map of Ser Mujer in Latin America and I didn't connect the violence, the gender violence to water issues, but uh, maybe that's like something to discuss, you know, moving forward. Um, but then I launched in January 2021 a course on water, gender, peace and, and conflict and I got a lot of feedback. Everybody was like, wow, that's like a cool concept to talk about, but gender often it seem better than women um though when we are talking about gender and water we often refer to women most of the time <laughs> um when you say women and water i have received more backlash by saying women and water than by saying gender and water because it's like i'm excluding men or i'm excluding other gender identities that do not regard themselves as women or as such so it 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 was very clear to me that for the first best i really wanted to talk about women and water led by women talking about water be very simple, very direct. So that's what we came up, the proposal was made and we received so many organizations that said yes to this event. This is gonna be on March 20th from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. and we are gonna have conferences from water security in India, um, from 
the Cooper 9 initiative. Um, we're going to talk about rural versus urban cities uh, management of water in Mumbai and how women are, you know, even in urban areas in Mumbai, you know, often waiting up to three hours to collect water every single day. That is appalling. Um, of course, this is trying to understand through, you know, post-colonial and decolonial lenses, etc. But sometimes my Western ways, you know, like continue chiming in, which is one of the reasons why I also want to launch the fest to, you know, start this conversation with you rather than, you know, me behind this uh, computer talking to the, the recording machine or like actually, you know, co-creating in community and rethinking in community. That's what really inspires me the most about this event. Then we're gonna follow up with the sanitation justice in the Balkans with women engaged for a common future, follow up by a framework for water, peace and security with the World Resources Institute. Then we're gonna have a film screening and a live Q&A with the director of, of Red and White Film. This is an investigation led by um, director Luisa Pasalacqua, who is also an anthropologist, and she basically um, showed in this documentary like how um, different is the intergenerational um, relationship with menstruation throughout like the UK and I find that very very important due to the fact that in Scotland has become the first nation in the world to ban uh, or to end menstrual poverty. Um, we're gonna have that live and then we're gonna follow up with another working session on women and water on these four subjects that I already share with you so that's gonna be the event the most important event for all the women that want to connect with other women in the water sector in English and Spanish, that's going to be the place. So I look forward to seeing you there in this English part of the program. For the, Span the Spanish language part, we're going to have an interview with um, Ana Paula Mejorada, who is the director of the Schools of Rain here in Mexico and the role of women in recollecting water from pluvial sources and how they treated and actually helped the girls and uh, boys stay in schools. And that's going to be at, two, uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, followed up by an interview on um, Cantaro Azul, who is uh, an incredible WASH project um, organization and a so-called fellow um, that leads uh, WASH projects with a gender perspective in Baja California Sur, as well as uh, in some other um, states of the Mexican Republic. That's going to be from 4 to 5 p.m., followed by a, a conversatory or like a talk uh, with the uh, Water Cooperative of Guardianos del Agua, um, hosted by um, the School of Economic uh, Soli Social of Social Economic and Solidarity, or Escuela de Economía Social y Solidaria of Oaxaca, um, who's gonna join us on this uh, panel, and then we are gonna follow up with a, a talk on um, self care and menstrual. Hair, uh, herbs that you can use through your menstruation and how can you actually lead an entrepreneurial venture on ending period poverty because if we can say that the water is difficult to a, a difficult sector to get an entrepreneurial venture running 
then the menstrual poverty is a whole different game. So we we want to break the stereotypes that you cannot actually lead or you know create your own enterprise through um, what you feel passionate about that you feel like you you want to end um, this um, this this poverty. And then we're gonna end the fest giving back with a night of menstrual poetry in benefit of Romper la Regla, who is an educational platform here in Mexico. Um, they're gonna uh, launch a website by summer 2021. So we're gonna help each ticket sold on this fest. 20% of each ticket sold will be uh, sent to Romper la Regla. So basically is the 20, the best number, March 20th, is gonna be tickets only twenty dollars, and then the twenty dollars, twenty percent will go to Romper la Regla of each that we get. So this is gonna be an amazing night um, to close the fest, and I feel I feel excited, um, but I'm also feeling like we are gonna build something beautiful. And my whole point of um, Creating this event is also to create eventually an open source video library. So all these case studies are available to everybody. Um, but for that, you need resources. For that, you need funding. And this is one of the ways that, you know, with your contribution, you're helping us not only build this menstrual health education platform for Mexico and Latin American women in the Spanish language, but also build the video library of the Womenhood and International Relations podcast. So the invitation is very clear. If you don't have any plans on March 20th, and if you're seeking to join World Water Day, if you want to contribute in some good way, we hope to see you here. This is the community event. So I invite you to join. Tickets are available right now on Eventbrite. I will list all the information on the description box. You're more than welcome to share, to subscribe, to connect with us, to tell us, hey, I know someone that can help you with the diffusion of this event. If you can promote it through your social networks, that will be definitely appreciated and remember if you drink water or if you know anybody that drinks water then this fest is for you so i'm very excited to see you there see you on march 20th i hope that we can connect one another with one another that we can learn from one another and that we can also build community that's all the invitation for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and talk to you soon.